Hello world, welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Well, 2023 is underway on the PGA Tour and it was a, the way it happened was a surprise, but no surprise to see John Rahm lift a trophy. He absolutely loves this place. Last two years at Kapua, 60 under par. Yeah, not bad. If you would have just said, hey, uh, it's the beginning of the week, John Rahm's going to win, I would have said, yeah, sounds about right. However, after 54 or even after the front nine yesterday on Sunday, you would have said John Rahm's going to win. I said, you're full of shit. I was back and forth between football, golf, football, golf, and I was like, well, this is going to be a snoozer. Morikawa's got this thing. Six-shot lead with nine to go. Rahm was nine back at one point. I mean, you just don't see it, and then just bam, quickly. Although if there's a golf course, Colt, like that it can happen – like six shot lead like that place it's like you see guys shoot eight nine ten under pars out there so i mean look at it that way like rom's gonna shoot 10 under or more cow you gotta shoot five like it ain't a layup do that math again he, he had, was, a, he, had a, he had a seven shot lead over Rom. excuse me it was a seven over rom well we can start we can start that over if you want rom was no, seven i, like I mean his next guy then he would have six shot lead over everyone over yeah. the next closest right so you're gonna have if someone's gonna shoot 10 the next guy's going to shoot 10. You got to shoot five. But, I mean, someone can go shoot 10 is my point. You still got to shoot. You can't just cruise in with, like, one under typically out there. No. I mean, not on that golf course. We saw Gary Woodland. I was talking with him last night a few years ago. Had a six-shot lead after one hole over on Xander and ended up shooting five under for the day and lost. Lost. I just dropped my pin. Yeah, we're um, off Because to a hot Xander here. shot minus 11. But, look, I love Colin Morikawa. He's a stud. This is the second time he's blown a rather big lead. Now, listen, Ron, John Rom, like you said, went out and played very, very well. But the way Colin was cruising, no bogeys for the entire tournament, yeah. was the only player in the field that actually made three bogeys in a row. Bogeys 14, 15, 16. On holes that guys three were are very eating, easy eating up. That's not like the hardest stretch in the world. Those are ones people were playing in 200, 300, things like that. I mean, every time he missed a green, all you heard from Paul Azinger and Dan Hicks was like, he's struggling at chipping. He's not. This is the weakest part of his game. I'm like, Jesus. I mean, this, can this guy hear him right now? Because he just laid the sod over it there on 15. That was the one the they just kept going on about this chip, this yeah. chip uphill into the grain, into the wind, all this stuff. I was like, Jesus, guys. Can I, uh, since we are in the festation, we are in the trust tree here on we're so in far. The, we're in the let me, let me tell you exactly what happened my day yesterday. Okay, good. So I was, I, same thing. I had the Cowboys on one TV, the golf on one. Oof. Well, they both were just <laughs> awful for me. Cowboys played terrible, got killed by the, the commanders. And then nice. Colin Morikawa is just running away from the field. I'm like, well, it's pretty boring. I got to go to Puerto Rico. I'm going to go pack. Oh, actually, Took a little time for a little winter cleaning. Cleaned out my closet. Oh, we're in the middle yeah, of the day. Just yeah. got all. I was like, I got nothing to do on a Sunday. These nothing really exciting on TV. My buddy texts me. He's like, Hey, I'm coming in town this weekend. Could we play golf? I'm like, Let me look at the schedule. I clicked on the PGA Tour app. It was a tie ball game. I'm like, Quickly. What? What just happened? Quickly. I was like, I gotta go. The cleaning's done. I gotta go check check out the golf. And then I turned it on. I'm like, And my heart was just breaking for Colin Morikawa, but. I'm, I'm interested to see what this does to him. I mean, he's a tough kid. He's a, obviously, he's a world-class player. He's one of the best players in the world. But to do this twice, twice early is on the in thing. Your career, I feel like you play golf enough, especially a young kid like Connie's coming out. He's had success right away. He's already got two majors. Like, he hasn't really had any, quote-unquote, failures yet. You know, you play golf from that age for an entire career, you're going to blow some leads. Like, mm -hmm. it just is what it is. Unless your name is Tiger Woods, like, it happens to virtually everybody. But to do it in two in a row where you've had big leads on a Sunday, it's hard to not have that creep in your mind the next time that it happens. I ain't worried. Let me be very clear. I ain't worried about Colin Morikawa going forward. However, 
two in a row like this where he's had the big leads going into Sunday, not getting it done. That definitely is something you think about. I think the next Sunday when you got a, a you know, some kind of a lead going into the final I mean, round, he, by the way, his odds, if I'm not mistaken, uh, after, after the front nine, he was minus 20,000 to win the golf tournament wow. or, so, or something like, yeah, something massive. And by the end of the thing, he was plus, you know, going in the last hole, he was plus a million because he needed double equal. Well, obviously, I mean, we have a friend. But, I mean, that's the biggest swing I think I've ever seen in nine holes. We have a friend over odds. at SiriusXM who obviously knew it was going to happen. So of course, I had it. a feeling. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it's just, it's it's rough. I mean, after he birdied the first hole, he had a nine-shot lead over John Rom. Nine over Rom. That's With 17 to play. You're like, okay, that's I can cruise this in. Once in a career type stuff where you come back nine def, nine shot deficit, 17 holes. But go back to John Rom, his last five starts around the world between DP World Tour, PJ Tour. T2, first, T4, first, first. Yeah. Off a year last year that people were saying was like down year. It, it was. Didn't, it it didn't was play good him. in majors. It's all, I mean, at this point, Rom's going to be evaluated on major championships. Yeah. Anyone is best. But look out. This could be a monster year for John Rom. I, I still think it'll be a monster year for Colin Morikawa. I, I said that towards the end of last year. I think Colin's, Colin was frustrated with his year last year. He went to work, started working um, with new putting coach. When we're the short game chef, Parker McLaughlin, a little bit, which cooking up some recipes. They might have a little more work to do than we thought. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see what happens. But we also had some golf this past week. The Johnny O twin fin, mm. pro scratch. You, you and can I hear it in my voice a little bit. Have been victorious in this event, but we were not this year. Me and my guy, listen. There's no excuses to be made. We did not play. You're like just champions. owning it. You're just we owning just it. sucked. Yeah. I mean, not one thing went right. We parred the first like eight holes in a scramble. No putts going in. Carried over the, the the only good thing that happened was the second day we got to play with Greg Trias and Gary McCord. And I told Greg, I on the first talk, Greg, I mean this in the most respectful way possible. It's always an honor to play golf with you, but when it's on the second day of the twin fan after they go by score, it's really not that it's really not that cool. Were you close to the blind squirrel division? Oh, we were in it. We lost. Oh, by you were shot. in it? Oh, damn. Yeah. See, that's the only good news. They do it. Yeah. Blind squirrel is they put what is it, the the bottom ten teams or something like that it was more than that this whoever's year, the last yeah. 10 teams after day one they put them in a separate division you're starting over and you're trying to win out of that it's like yeah we shot it's like you're the biggest loser you're the yeah. best loser and you win money by the way you can so win your entry feedback. some dudes have strategies like after 13 like we're playing terrible let's just tank it coming in and get in the blind squirrel and you can still win a little bit of money yeah we uh i know you're in it we sucked we were in it we had shot three under the next day i think uh, lost by a shot to doc maynard and paul trittler mm did win a close to the pin though, so got a little bit of cash out of the deal. Yeah, I saw but, that. Uh, it, it was it was an ugly two days of golf, which happens. Yeah, I got a text from you. We had you teed off way earlier than us, and you're like, "We're two under through 12. I was like, "Oh boy." Well, we made even through eight. Made it. So good run there <laughs> yeah. from nine through twelve. By the way, you mentioned we teed off way earlier than you, Del Cochran. I asked you for a late tee time because I got in late from the Callaway event. Really didn't work out too well. Yeah, uh, we got off late, which was nice. Dre and I were. The opposite. We started off fast both days. We're like seven hundred through seven. Round mm. one, I was like, here we go, dude. Let's shoot. Let's shoot fifteen. Let's shoot something like that. Then, of course, hit the skids. Shoot. We shoot eleven under the first day. Still in decent spot. Uh, it always comes down to the best ball. You got to have two guys. That's real. Two ball. guys that are making birdies. Like you need an amateur that can make birdies. There's just not that many that can do it out there. Same thing the next day. We're like four under through five or six or something like that. And like, yeah, dude, we're doing. We probably we probably one off the lead right now. And then just par city the rest of the way finished what do we finish i don't know right seventh eighth somewhere in there um no dub for us bottom line it's all but right had a time you can hear it in my voice struggling a bit and i'm headed off that ended on friday i'm headed off today dude yeah you got I'm a, going 
I'm you going. A, I'm you got a big up. day going. ahead. This is obviously coming out on Tuesday. So when this comes out, we have we will not know whether you're happy sleaze or sad sleaze. But best of luck to you and the frogs. The line is now up to 13 and 13, a half. 13, 13. out this 13 afternoon. 13 and a half. I just looked on. Oh, really? I saw it this morning. Well, yeah. there was a certain book that was 13. Mm-hmm. So 13 and a half. You're heading out there. Um, listen, Georgia's stacked. They're Y'all been playing great joke. all year, but best of luck. Um, I can't wait to recap this on next week's subpar. But just when this episode comes out, we're going to we'll, we'll know whether or not they won. But right now. Little worried about the voice for the remainder of the week for oh talking. God, you're gonna sound it's great already on the a radio. problem, and then yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. But maybe just a water grab in and out. Well, I'm gonna. It's gonna be way lighter than it was in the Fiesta Bowl. I just don't have enough time to. By the way, no tailgating at SoFi Stadium. It's that's embarrassing. That's a catastrophe. That's what college football is: is tailgating. If you're gonna host a national championship game, you got to be allowed to tailgate. I have a feeling LA might be should some not rules. get any big games in college football for the remainder. Of the history, there of might football. be some rules broken. Like, hey, here's the TCU hotel, here's the Georgia hotel. We're gonna take over the parking lot at the hotel. They say no, yeah, at the hotel. Probably there's another like, yeah, there's an offsite like tailgate going on. But like, dude, parking lots with the flags up, cooking, drinking. Oh, no. That's college football. That's embarrassing. It's a terrible look for. LA. Uh, before we get to our interview, we gotta say spots are filling up fast at the Larry, mm-hmm. February sixth, Monday of Phoenix Open, our first ever event. Going to be out at Greyhawk Golf Club, the Talon Course, 11 a.m. shotgun. Got tons of pros, tons of celebrities, and just a few spots remaining. So make sure yeah. you go to golf.com slash the Larry and sign up your team. You can do it right there on the Internet. A few more. Some of our favorite guests are going to be in the house, just to name off a, a little couple. fireside chat with Jordan Spieth, possibly another major champion. Possibly another. We got some some conference from some of your favorite guests. Kami. Is going to be a hot commodity in this thing. We got Derek Anderson, of course, Johnny Manziel, just to name a few. There's going to be a lot of great players out there, a lot of dudes. Spots are limited. Uh, get on that quick if you want to be a part of the Larry. Yep, February 6th. Make sure you go to golf.com slash the Larry and sign up right now. All right, our guest this week, up and coming, really, really good player on the PGA Tour. He's, I believe when we filmed this was 31st on the FedEx Cup. Played out of Vanderbilt. Hits it. Nine miles. I took him to Whisper Rock right before we did this interview. Wouldn't believe some of the places he had his tee shots. One of the top five fastest club head speeds on the PGA Tour. But Will Gordon, he has got a bright future ahead of him. These dudes on the tour. Played with one the second day at the Twin Fin. Kevin Yu, mm-hmm. by the way. It's sickening. Now, granted, we're getting shorter the longer we get out of like playing golf, play less golf. But also, they're getting longer. And it's just disgusting it's now. the game. And it's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, let's think about going back to Q school this year. Now I'm maybe I don't think put the brakes on it. I got to get on that stack. PCU keeps winning. You're going to not be able to. No, your golf game. I mean, no, that, that's in the fall too. It's probably falls on a football weekend. All right, well, let's get to it. Here's Will Gordon on golf subpar. Let's get this thing underway. Our man here today off to a very nice start to the year. 31st in the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, former SEC Player of the Year and first team All American. When he's not making tweets. He's hitting dingers in the Dinger Derby down in Cabo. Will Gordon, greetings. Thanks, guys. Excited to be here. I'm glad you. Dingers. I'm glad you just brought that up because you were there. I was. Because Sleaze has been telling everybody how he hit this just monstrous home run. By the way, it, was it still hasn't landed. It's fucking. That's and he's also trying to tell people that the field down there is like regulation Major League Baseball. Yeah, like. it's, <laughs> it's borderline. It's seven big. paces of the. Yeah. It's seven paces now. Not the where wall. I was sitting. Them left field's longer. He the did right a lob wedge ball. over the. 
fucking fence. Well. And you're telling people you knocked it out of Yankee Stadium. I hit one and would have gone over the monster. And then the next monster. Made it monster, out of the canyon. And the, the next canyon's monster. only 100 yards. I think I killed the dude working on the other side of the mountain. <laughs> Can't go back down there anymore. You hit a bunt. Did you win the thing? No, I kind of I made it to the finals. I made, I, I made it to the finals, but I did not. I didn't win the thing. But uh, Who that, got you? God, that guy who came up out of nowhere. The, the big dude? Oh, my. He went right in front of me, and he like missed the was first two. And I was Judge? like, he's terrible. I mean, it looked like it might as well have been. In, dude, that, in that environment, he was the equivalent of Aaron Judge. Yeah, he was like Dominican and spoke Spanish. All this. He got up in front of me, and he hit the first two. I was like, and he's I mean, a big dude. I was oh. like, he's going to hit bombs. And like, then he missed like the first two. Like whiffs that you're yeah. getting out. And then he figured it out, and I was like, Okay, somebody yeah. else go next. How so, much of a relief is it when that first one goes over? Just get one. <laughs> just get, don't get shut out. Yeah. Don't get shut out. Some of the, some of the boys got blanked. Yeah. That's a bad look. Yeah. Wyndham. Wyndham. Should blanked. he lose his tour card for that? You have to have more hand eye to play on tour than that. I, I expected a lot out of Wyndham to be honest too. I expected zero. I got ex- <laughs> got exactly what I, I thought. Dribbler shit all over Wyndham on this show. Pretty much. Pretty much daily. I yeah. had, I had a lot of high hopes for Wyndham. I never have. As his father, he's already exceeded everything. I thought this was Sleaze's first pros and Joe's experience. Do you think you should get FedEx Cup points for that event? I thought we were actually talking about this year. I think they should be. It should be an elevated event. It should be an elevated. It is elevated. It is elevated, (laughs) but I think they should give extra points. It It is is the most elevated event uh, (laughs) all year that I've ever seen. Speaking of Wyndham's dumbass, I texted him today about some stuff about you. He's like, yeah. Uh, he's an outdoorsman and then some other bullshit. And then we just get in here today like, hold on, let's clarify. You've been hunting once because we played golf today. Okay. And I also, I talked to John Augustine, Mm -hmm. fellow Vanderbilt Commodore, whatever the hell y'all are called over there. Commies dude. Yeah. And he said the same thing. He's like, oh, big outdoorsman. And then today we're out there playing golf and you're like, oh, I went duck hunting for the first time the other day. And I'm like, wait, what? First time. Yeah, apparently outdoorsman is not the classification everybody else thinks. I I, I like going outdoors. <laughs> I like to gamble on my phone while I sit in my yard. Oh uh, no, I, I have like I love going to like national parks, doing hiking, whitewater rafting. I've my no family oh, grew up hunting or fishing really, um, but I've gotten into it. I like to ask Wyndham a lot about his fishing because I, I I told him if he ever needs. Some, drag somebody he along pretends like he's the world's greatest i don't know if he is he just sends me pictures of shit that yeah. probably just swim right up to the boat he's at an aquarium and he just picks it up <laughs> like look what i got but nice sources we have huh yeah both big outdoorsmen yeah know. outdoorsmen i would, I would think and i play like, golf i'm, out, I'm outside yeah, outdoorsmen, like, a, like hiking whitewater rafting like that's outdoor but like the dude outdoorsmen you're not like kisner like no, Brian Harmon, like no. they, they're like outdoors heck and, like, no they hunt heck no i'm like a shit i'm like a city slicker compared to those guys okay yeah true. so i've also been duck hunting once in my life i was one and done um me too yeah uh getting up at 3 30 in the morning and freezing my ass off wasn't really that fun to me i loved it man. did you enjoy it i loved it i went for we went for three days with a guy i know in california and how about i'm a guy from north carolina who moves to south georgia has to fly to california to duck hunt for his first time mm-hmm. yeah i, was, I didn't like, know they allowed duck hunting in california it'll make you make you look in the mirror on the flight out there you're like hmm. you're probably never gonna be allowed back in california again <laughs> no but it was fun um yeah we got we got up every day we were a lot of the ducks survived, but we, we, we had a good time. Yeah, the good, ducks survived. Good, they yeah. don't even move. They're no, like, they're just, like, I'm not worried about this Yeah, yeah don't worry. Just hang out. Yeah, I'm we, pretty sure all my ducks survived, too. Yeah. I don't think I got it. I got a good one, one under my belt. It's one of my only kills. Yeah, we I've been hunting on a raccoon. I got two uh, two, two uh, teardrops. Been, okay. I've been hunting twice. <laughs> Duck hunting once, deer hunting once. <laughs> Fell asleep in the deer stand, woke up, saw a deer, shot, <laughs> missed. Retired. Good place to nap. Uh, I don't know if I have any interest in doing the like deer hunting. Like I, I would love to do like elk or something where you have to like, I 
like hunt it. Yeah, like, like, like stalk actual it. hunt yeah. it. Yeah, like it just real, feels like shooting. Not just sniping something out yeah, of there. Yeah, it doesn't even know you're there. You should go to our friend. Uh, the Illig's Ranch. They, just, they, they just hold the animals for you and you shoot them. It's great. Yeah, they literally throw like a limp, lame duck out there with yeah. one wing and I'm like, here, shoot him. <laughs> I feel like I got like 10 more Get hunts one. on me before I'm an outdoorsman. So we're working toward it, though. All right. So big outdoorsman, Will Gordon. <laughs> cool. But yep. let's let's talk a little about Vanderbilt because mm-hmm. one of my favorite cities in the world, Nashville, yeah. which it's changed a lot over the last decade. Yeah, I'm sure it's changed quite a bit since yeah. you went to school there. But what led you to Vanderbilt? No, it was weird. Like, so... I visited a whole bunch of North Carolina schools. I grew up in ACC country, so that was all I really knew. I didn't really know SEC territory, and I was visiting Alabama, um, and my cousins living in Birmingham. I was staying with them, and I had gotten an email from Vanderbilt, but I didn't know anything about it, and my cousins went up uh, to visit some friends at Vandy, and I didn't realize it was so close. So um, when they said they were going up there, I emailed the coach. I was like, hey, any chance I could come um, for a visit Monday or Tuesday? And I went up there, and – like immediately fell in love with it. I, I fell in love with the idea like we could build something because Vanderbilt wasn't really a great golf school prior to Coach Limbaugh getting there. Um, and they turned it into, you know, a really cool program. So to be a small part of that was like a, a really appealing thing to me when I, when I went on a visit. Country music and pretty women also Here's kind how of you appealing. go to Vanderbilt. You land in Nashville and like, want to go here? Yeah. want to go to Tuscaloosa. No yeah. offense to Tuscaloosa, but it ain't Nashville. No, yeah, exactly. And like Colt said, like the development that's happening year after year – I, I got done in 2019, and, like, since then, we go to different places, like, it's, when I go back. And it's amazing how fast it's evolving. So it's a, such a fun town, and, like, the Vanderbilt's a little bubble within it. So it was, like, it was a perfect fit for me. You're one of the only dudes to move out of Nashville in the last three years. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole world trying to get is better moving golf. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the main thing. I mean, thing. yeah. Like, at the, 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 it was an awesome place to get better, and, like, the environment's amazing, but there's not a ton of guys to play with, like, here where I live, Sea Island, and – um you know, the weather's just not, not great. So I, I needed to get out of there. And I think if I lived in Nashville, I'd, there'd be a, way too many distractions. So. Top three bars in Nashville mm-hmm. in order to go. Um, Rippy's, but they redid it last time mm-hmm. I was there. So we, there? Did, we didn't go. I haven't been. Um, I would say Rippy's, Kid Rock, and I don't know, Luke's or something. The whole strip yeah. is sweet. It's so fun. I mean, and we would go to, I mean, you go to different places like, yeah, you know, we go to Demumbrian and do Ten Roof. On Ten Roof on Demumbrian is. Yeah. You'll find uh, Aaron Fleener there. Time uh, <laughs> might have gone there with him several times. Yeah. He's trying to get signed. That place, there's a bartender there. I can't remember his name. Massive dude can also sing. Yeah, but he hooks it up in that place. Was it Aaron? Is, Massive dude who can sing? No, he was with me. He was on the other side of the bar. But man, it is fun, and there are a few distractions yeah. there. I would yeah. say. Yeah, easy. You grew up though. You said ACC country, Davis yeah. in North Carolina. Grew up, or not, I shouldn't say grew up, but you were playing with Steph when yeah. he was at Davidson, yeah? Yeah, so my... Before today's stuff. Yeah, my parents um, were, got to be pretty, their best friends were kind of the coach at Davidson, and we were a host family for three different players growing up, um, two from the Congo, one from Nigeria, and oh, wow. so they were kind of, um, they would kind of stay with us during winter break, summer break when they needed to, and it was such a cool environment for me to grow up in, because like, for me you know, five to 15 years old, that was like the biggest sports thing in the world. Um, and so when Steph came, it was a really cool um, experience just to watch because games went from, you know, 50% capacity to people scalping tickets outside. And, um, yeah, we played a little golf um, here and there when he was his last couple of years in school and his first couple of years in the league. And um, it's just really cool to see. I mean, nobody knew where he was going to go at that point. And um, it's been inspiring for me. Like, we he'll – he, I mean, we don't talk or anything on the usual basis, but he got 
he got my family and I tickets for Christmas Day last year here in Phoenix. Like, it just, it, it's an inspiration more than anything. I mean, how crazy is that, though? You see him at Davidson, like, here he is, just this little skinny guy going sure. around. He can yeah, obviously shot the shoot. shit out of it, but yeah. Yeah, no one thought he'd be the best player in the world. Now, I mean, I look at him. I mean, he's literally top five players in the NBA right now. There was a couple yeah. stories I remember, like, obviously, like, the NCAA run. Like the Georgetown game, they yeah. had Roy Hibbert, those guys, and we were down 20 points, and Steph just took over, and it's this guy who's 6'1", 180, taken over, and you're like, holy moly. And we played at UNCG one time, we were up there, and I think Steph scored like two points in the first half. He scored 40 in the second half. <laughs> like in a 20-minute half. And Video game. It's just uh, that stuff, you don't even realize the perspective of it when it's going on, but after the fact, you're like, wow, that was Pretty lucky to, pretty lucky to experience that. I'm not the biggest basketball guy in the world, but I just love watching him because he truly looks like he is enjoying every moment out there, oh, and yeah. I, I think oh. it's so cool. Like he's having fun doing what he loves, and it's everyone else. I mean, there's some like you got his teammate Draymond Green, who's bitching about everything, yeah. and you got Steph over here who's just having a blast, interacting with the crowd. It's so cool. Yeah, and I think like like you said, it's an, you try to take that into yeah. what we do, play golf. Like you try to play with that same joy and enthusiasm when you go to work. Try to mimic that. No, I need you to throw more clubs and get angry. <laughs> yeah, punch, punch teammates also, like Draymond. It's a good Col- Colt was one-handing things today like you wouldn't believe. One-handing what? Follow-throughs Yeah, people? Well, but I was slapping you around. I was like, man, i got to kind of get this guy's confidence going a little bit. I mean, he's got to play in a couple weeks. Did you take an L today or not? Yeah, I took an L to Colt well, today. Score-wise, well, but only... financially, he came out ahead. I told him I'd be more than happy for him to beat me. And me win the money. I don't give a shit what I shoot anymore. I just want to win money. Yeah. I just let my part. I let my partners. I'd sprinkle in the birdie or an eagle, and then we'd. That's a good and... guess too. You come in, you can't just bow race everybody. Yeah, I had right a couple of a uh, couple of three handicappers getting eight pops that shot seventy one and seventy two respectively. OJ Hibbert, Dan Marley, uh, you're dead to me. I'm coming for you tomorrow. Get ready. Yeah, who will remain, remain and anonymous? And Colt, OJ, Dan, Colt did call it on the first tee. He was like. You know what? You shot sixty-five the other week. What was Dan? What was Thunder playing at? Three. Yeah, that's. He's scratch. Doctor. Did Stun- you guys play back or? Yeah, played all, all the way back. Doctor. Back. He's probably. Yeah, that's close. I would say he's like two, maybe from the back. I mean, Stubbs for sure. Those a two handicap. Shot seventy-three. I was getting one aside from the kid. I shot sixty-nine. We just got outplayed. Hey, sometimes it happens. Yeah. It in happens. this game. It was you, fun, though. What was Steph's uh, game like in college? I just played with, what, what was that, a few months ago? We went to Cal Club, yeah. played a deal. I played a practice round with him. Yeah. I would never play with him, seen it on TV. It's yeah. legit. Like, That's good. good. I bet you he's scratch. I think he played scratch yeah. that day. I mean, we, I, I don't know how many times we played. It was probably 10 or 12, and I was probably from, like, ages, you know, 10 to 14 and 15. And the last time he beat me, and it was kind of uh, – mm-hmm. Lance Young, who's now with Excel, yeah. was Steph's agent at the time, and it's kind of funny. Full like I started running into Lance after uh, after I started playing in college and stuff. But um, Steph beat me. I think I shot like I was probably fourteen, fifteen. I think I shot like seventy six, and Steph shot even, and then that was the end of that. Can he, we go back and hate on Lance a second for losing Steph as a client? That would have been a good it. one. Probably a good one to hang on to. Yeah, you probably should have hung on to that one, Lance. If you're gonna hang on to any, that's a meal ticket. Yeah. I feel like. It's disgusting. Like he's legitimately top five, whatever you want to call him, oh, best basketball player in the world. Then you go play golf, which is it takes years to get, and he's very, 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 very good. He's probably in the top one yeah. percent of golf too. It's just like and damn. he's super nice. And he's incredibly he's nice. He's super nice. He's really talented. And he's good at everything he does. Yeah, well, I like mean, us. I get it. You know, shit. I guess we shouldn't hate on him too <laughs> yeah. much. You know what I mean? Thought there was only a few of us. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> it's nice to meet you know some like-minded people out there, some similar people. We got a lot in common. I was trying to get him to talk about himself during the practice round. Nothing. 
Waters did though. Waters, Water- I won the club championship when I was fourteen. Seventh, okay, Waters. Seventeenth ranked senior amateur NBA, in the country. Yeah, MVP, Finals MVP. Shout yeah. out. No big deal. Uh, take us through the process of turning pro after Vandy. Yeah, because you got some starts. I believe your fifth start as a pro was Travelers, correct? Yeah, it was. Um, so I played a summer in Canada, and you know it was hard at first because like the guys I came out with was Wolf. Hoffman, Morikawa, Justin Saw, and like that whole summer. It's a tough class. That's a class. Yeah, yeah, and that whole summer, like, and I knew it was coming. Like, I was in, told by the people who were kind of advising me, like, you know, these guys are going to get starts all summer, and you're going to that next guy, and you'll get them, but it's going to take a little bit. And so I played that summer in Canada. I just, you know, it was a great learning experience. I'm glad it happened that way. It wasn't the most fun thing in the world, um, but I played up in Canada for nine events, played the Barracuda for – one event and a corn fairy event. But, um, you know, I remember stuff like, you know, watching Colin and Matt and knowing I can compete with those guys. And, you know, they've done such a good job quickly. And it's been so impressive to watch. So I was up there um, in Canada. And then I got a couple of sponsor invites at Mayakoba and RSM, top 10 to RSM, and got into Sony, missed the cut. Then I got another sponsor exemption into um, Tory Pines. And then that got me past that corn fairy tour final threshold. But then, you know, two weeks after that, the world ended with COVID. Yeah. And I was told, you know, it was going to be the fall of 2021 um, until I could play Corn Fairy Finals. So I was a little bit fearful there for a minute that, you know, I wasn't going to have anywhere to play for 14 months. But then got into Travelers and finished third and got my card that way. You finished third and you, you played with John Rom Sunday? Yeah, I played with John Rom Sunday. That was a really cool experience. I think he was second in the world at that point. Um, and... You know, anytime you get to be up close and personal with those guys, you learn so much about their competitive nature and um, the type of shots required to play at the top level. So I always try to take note when I play with those guys and major champions. Did so, you know what you had to do going into Travelers to get special temporary? Yeah, did. you I know did. exactly like fifth or better, and I got it. Like yeah. that's a tough final round if you know, and it's yeah, it's and, high. And I think it's it was a I knew I had to get a um, a three way tied for third or better. Oh. Um, um, that's. Yeah, but the, but Ricky Fowler had called me the Wednesday before that tournament, and he told me I was going to get a sponsor exemption into Rocket Mortgage because I think Bern Wiesberger couldn't make it over because of COVID or something. So um, I knew I was going to get another opportunity that next week, and honestly, that freed me up big time wow. because I was like, at least I got another crack. Yeah, like I don't have to, like, yes, you want to get it done that week, but it's you don't have to like. You know, it's not the end of the world because I'm going to be able to play next week. Um, and at that point, man, like playing another week felt like an eternity at that point because I was just getting one-offs every month and a half. And that's what happens when you, I mean, when you miss second stage of Q school, that's what happens. That's the I'll give you a little advice because you, you finished off very well at Hartford, finishing third. But if you're ever playing well and you have a tough Sunday there, there's an asshole that sits to the right of the 18th fairway mm. that is the biggest heckler on the PGA Tour. And if you ever happen to run across him, I'd like to know who he is and what I've done to him because he's he does terrific. not like me. What did he say? He's a terrific young man. A lot man. of things that Good I, you know, we could say a lot of things on here, but this is not one of them. But he uh, basically told me I'm the most worthless human on the planet and I should probably figure out something else to do for a living. Um, <laughs> Sounds like that guy's got paraphrased. Some... Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a nice way. Language. And then the next year I was in the very similar situation and struggling again on Sunday. And he let me know that he did not forget about me <laughs> and decided to bring it up again. So if you ever meet that guy. We're trying to find him. Trying, him on the trying show. to get him on the show. Have him on. I love this. I don't know what made him so happy, but I'd love to meet him. He seems like he's got it figured out. That's yeah. like me. Seems yeah. like he's got he got peace in his life. When you got yeah. that special the special temporary membership, like that's what everyone's trying to do when they get sponsors. Right. But very few people actually do it. Was it I don't want to say easier is not the right word, but are you like, damn, I actually did it. Yeah, I mean, I think too, like it's a cool way to 
play golf because you it's it's so like the margin for error is so slim you're kind of just taking it day by day and it kind of helped me train myself to just try to get better every day and know that whether it's corn fairy finals or pj tour status or whatever that i was just going to keep doing that process and I, I tried to focus on that i know that sounds cliche but like it really forced me into that mentality well one thing you don't have to improve is uh, your club head speed you know I, I saw it up close and personal today you you were fifth last year on the pga tour a little over 124 miles an hour i believe mm. uh first off have you always just like smashed it since you picked up a golf club yeah i, I have um and i like that's something <laughs> yeah i have yeah it's, yeah. it's anyone that's it's actually not that hard a bitch. no no <laughs> not that at all but i, I mean i i think like what I, over the last couple of years i've done a lot better job of is like using it the right way and uh, knowing when to use it i don't go swing as hard on a consistent basis anymore um and i think too like stability wise like you know when i was 12 and 13 i could hit it forever but i had literally no idea where it was going but i honestly think that was a cool way to learn the game because like i i just kind of narrowed in my my dispersion versus try to hit it farther is that the all right let's take you your rookie year you get you play a year out there you come back you go to corn ferry then you get back out there what's the biggest difference between you as a player rookie year you as a player now is it yeah that? colt and i were talking about it a little bit today i think more just like as a human being like I, i'm more ready for the ups and downs of like the profession because I, I i wasn't really it happened so fast i don't think i had provided myself like a foundation for you know these are the things i do when i struggle or these are the things i do when my putting's off or these are the things i do when my chipping's off or these are the things i do with my ball striking and now i have a pretty good formula i think um of you know how to address those things when they get off as a rook here's a little philosophical question for right. you toughest part of being a rookie on the pj tour is it the step up and the caliber of competition the guys you're playing or is it the all the off the course stuff like Learning to travel for right. the first time, being alone, that type of stuff, not knowing the golf course. Yeah, I would say there's there's two things. I say, but the first is like my rookie year and that sponsor exemption year was all during COVID. Um, and that was a very like lonely time, honestly, because I was alone a lot. I was by myself. Um, but, you know, you learn again, you have the space and time to learn about yourself. So um, that was the hardest part for me being out there because a lot of my friends were on Corn Ferry. A lot of my friends were coming up on PJ Tour Canada, PJ Tour Latin America. And it was just, there was only two rookies that year. It was me and Eric Van Royen. Um, so I, I just, I didn't necessarily feel like the sense of community made my expectations were too high. Um, but that was the biggest challenge for me. And then I think the the top level competition now that I've had a year of corn fairy the top like to win a golf tournament I don't think is much different but to come in 20th or 30th on the PGA Tour is way harder than the corn fairy I would say and that's where I don't know how you feel Cole but like yeah, that that's that where top the top tier is different there's those 20 guys that are just and that's where the different. that's where the big being a professional golfer in my opinion becomes that's the work part of well, it you go out right? there and you play and you're like I played pretty damn good this week, and I just finished thirty sixth. Yeah, it's like yeah, like I'm a long ways away from winning. Yeah, and I think but on I, the Corn Ferry Tour, I don't yeah. know, like that might be fifteenth yeah. or twentieth. Yeah, um, I want to go back to the clubhead speed thing because I mean you're a guy <laughs> that just absolutely ships it, can hit it as far as anybody out there. But is there anyone like you get paired with, and you're like, my God, this man can hammer it? Yeah, I, I mean, guy I grew up playing junior golf with and college golf cam champ like yeah um and it's so effortless yeah like, vis joke. visually um i remember we were playing the junior pga up at um dc at trump's course and he um he, it was like a 285 hole 275 carry and we we're like 16 and i remember i was in the group behind him and he pulls out like an iron 
and he's like aimed over the water and i'm like huh and he just ships it right on the green and i'm like holy moly so that was different i played with i played him in sec's um match play and i remember like just ripping my driver around seaside at sea island and him just poking his three wood right up next to me i was like okay this and it is, doesn't look this doesn't this yeah. doesn't happen very often and he hits that like low kind of yeah. cutter now it's like if you wanted to optimize it just like i mean people are trying to hit as high as they right. can let it knuckle do all that i feel like he's down. got tons more if he wants it which he doesn't need it yeah. probably doesn't want it. he's trying to hit it straight but like yeah. if he wanted to it could just be sickening 100 percent. we uh I remember he got a sponsor exemption into Napa. I think he played well in the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills and then got a mm-hmm. spot into Napa. He's from Sacramento. And they have, like, kind of the horseshoe grandstand there. Right. And I got I got in late, like, on a Tuesday, and I was like, I'm going to go play nine holes. And I'm walking around the corner, and you can't see anybody on the tee, and you just hear this whap. And I'm like, that was different. different. Like, that yeah. was so loud, and I turned, and it's him. Yeah. And I played nine holes with him, and I'm just like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, and I think, too, like, you see some guys who – don't necessarily like use it and then a hole opens up and you're like hmm that was different like because usually some guys just kind of cruise on 70 80 percent and then they really ship it and you're like you know it, it's it's pretty impressive watching some he's of guys. he's a different what's your cruiser like i would say my probably like at club head speed wise yeah. 121 122 and then you go what do you got i like I, the highest i've ever gotten just 132 like that's just no regard for it just correct and I like i i would say if i was to step on one of the golf course one 128 yeah tell me because nice you shared it with me today pocket. but i thought the story about you playing with brandon matthews who's, yeah. who's a rookie who can yeah, he's got the fastest club that's yeah. being registered on the pj tour right yeah, now it's a, drove that hole in freaking indianapolis like people don't, victoria national yeah. drove it on 18 which people, the greens the width of this table people do not appreciate like i mean because nobody's like not a lot of people have played Victoria National, or it's not like a shot that people are going to register. But like, that is, it, it's no one's absurd. ever tried it. Like, Isn't I, it 360 cover? I, I mean, I, I they th- built that hole never thinking like, let's give guys a chance to knock it off. No, this thing. I mean, I took my four and two hundred and hit it out to the left every single day. Like, didn't even cross I, your well, mind. And well, because my driver, I was like, that's the narrowest part of the fairway. I don't really want to screw with that. Like, I'm gonna hit my two hundred and four iron out here, and I saw that video, and I was like, that is absolutely absurd you told me y'all played together and like he would hit some like his cruising one fairway yeah. finders and he was a little bit by but not much but then he would step on one yeah i mean like if he if he connects and gets that flight and the spin rate right i mean it goes forever. he's longest dude in golf oh yeah like like real golf not yeah how berkshire like no, we're talking like like if he <laughs> i mean if like if Brand- like what's he got what's his you said you're 128 if you go I, I what got, do you think he is i got no idea kyle westmoreland i was talking to him the other day yeah. about um he went to air force academy when he said he would came out of school you know he was swing he said he was swinging at like 136 jesus like that. tell you what ryan brim i don't know if you played with him yeah, played yeah the, ryan we played the canadian too. jicks together and this was pre him kind of dialing in yeah. and getting on the pj tour he just went and like messed around with long drive contests because he smashed yeah. it right so he's like oh i'll sign up for some of these and he did it and he told me like back in the day he's like yeah i can get the 140 with a regular length but now we like way it could go anywhere. We yeah. played Canada. You'd play courses where he literally never hit it. Because the, um, like, I can't can exactly remember what Kyle said, but he said that at that speed, you know, like one degree of yeah. dispersion is like eighty-five yards it's over there. Like it's that's reedy. Reload. Yeah. You're not gonna. I mean, you, you can you can do it some places, but yeah. no. Is no that kid right. on Gankus Instagram all the time? You see him? Is it chart? It might be messing up the name. Charlie Riders or something like know. that. Played at I've USC, seen the video, and then I think San Diego State too. They just posted him 144 mile an hour club head speed, Dude, and he's like a, he's not a long drive guy. He's a real. And problem. by the way, he's skinnier than he's. But this is the direction it's going. Like it's just going to continue. Like in five years, you know, 124 
it's probably gonna be like 40th in club head speed. Well, it like, used to be scary. like when I was eight years ago, I quit. It was like 111. It was like tour average, right? Now what is it? 114, something like that. So yeah. it's gone up, and I think it's only going faster. Yeah, like the increase right now. Yeah, I mean it's jumping it's, up. More. And I think it's gonna continue. I mean, you play out there now, but from when I came out in 07, like. We probably play with rough very many weeks. Yeah. So when there's no rough, it's like, why the hell not just ship it? Yeah. I think like, I don't know. I think there is a point of like kind of diminishing returns though. If you, like if you, if you're hitting it that far, like I don't care where you are. Like it's hard to keep it on the planet. Yeah. Like, and so I don't know. I think at some point if somebody's able to, like if somebody's able to do what Bryson was doing there for a minute and hit it that far that straight and not get Mm -hmm. hurt, like a lot of things got to go right for you to be able to do that. Um, but if they're able to do that, I mean, it's going to be a different ball game. But I, I have a hard time believing somebody's going to be able to swing when it. At he's bringing it down now. But like that U.S. Open oh, win he had was the perfect. It's like yeah. they made the fairways this wide. No yeah. one was going to hit him. I don't care how accurate you are. So like at that point, it's like, yeah, dude, I want to be as far down there as yeah. humanly possible, and I'll still hit it out of the yeah. rough as much as anybody else probably. But with Bryson, I mean, he obviously he's going the other way to help his body, protect his yeah, body. He's pooping but, seven times a day. That's the <laughs> problem. But, you know, I, I talked to a very highly ranked player when he was going through all this, and he's like. If Bryson hits it straight, I don't know if we can beat him. Yeah. I mean, he's 50 yards ahead of us. He's a great putter. He's an underrated putter. He's a fantastic putter. But like, All of his stuff's good. If he hits it straight, we I don't think we can beat him. And yeah. that's from a top 10 player in the world. Yeah. that's It's yeah. scary. Dude, Paul Casey the other day, Whisper Rock, playing some tournaments. And I was watching him hit it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I played with Paul a lot. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen you hitting it harder, higher, further, all that. And he's like, yeah, dude, when you play every round with the guys, I'll drive you by 50. Like, you start trying to figure out new stuff to do and he's like that doesn't i I was watching him i was like what's your speed what are you at and he's rattling off the numbers he's like dude that's he's like legitimately that's not within 40 of where bryson's i was like i couldn't even fathom it and last place is 120 every week so you might as well yeah so might as well hit (laughs) might as well fucking send do whatever you want yeah if you were gonna like breaking down your game to get to that next level obviously i mean you're on the pga tour you're on the highest level in golf but to be a top player what do you think you need to improve the most yeah I, i would say you know primarily primarily like my short game um i would say like you know for the most part you know my my driver my long clubs that's where i kind of take advantage of courses mm-hmm. um and i've spent a lot of time you know it i've spent a lot of time on my short game and putting the last couple of years and it's kind of you know this fall like, i didn't hit it that great um because a lot of the tendencies I've been working on in my short game kind of translated into my full swing. So, you know, I had like an open club face, a weak grip, um, that I was kind of just hit it, bunting the golf ball around uh, this fall. But, you know, I felt like I was a more well-rounded player. Um, so just trying to – and then I think, compa- you know, in addition to my short game, figuring out how I can keep the long game where I want it to be and – continue to develop the short game. So I think that's the balance that's kind of hard to find because fundamentally a lot of that stuff is opposite. Yeah, I mean, your fall, if you look at it, what, you got seven starts, seven cuts made. You, you've held the lead twice. You held your yeah. first lead at, what, RSM after the first, and then you did uh, yeah. it again at Mayakoba, yeah. 62. Like, yeah. you're, it, the steps yeah. are happening. Yeah, I think, like, you just got to, you know, I felt like after I lost my card on the PGA Tour, it was the first time since I turned pro I had, like, stability. Like, over Corn Ferry, like, I had the whole season to kind of – have room to develop and i carry that momentum into the pga tour season this fall so just trying to do that this new year try to get some rest this off season and kind of build back up throughout the year sleaze played mayakoba on the pga tour i didn't shoot Dude, 62 heard about just it. tell him it's not that hard i tell you the first two did times, you did you the first you two probably times, didn't make five grand before you even teed off though dog 
like Daddy did. First Daddy was, I was down there at Playa just, who wants one? You want one? Slays, Slays Hola, Monday. como estas, uh, bebita? Smash. Slays Monday qualified, and Adams offered him five grand to switch driver three when he, he took We've it. never revealed the actual manufacturer that's cats out of the back. They said it'll give you five grand to play driver three wood hybrid, and I was like, done. Would have done it for four, bitch. <laughs> And I hit it in the shit. There's zero question <laughs> that I it? had the most penalty shots in that golf tournament. The first day, someone sent it to me the other day. I beat Joel Damon, by the way. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> Did you not negotiate? I shot seventy. Five grand? I think I shot two over the first day. And I'm telling you, Sevy couldn't have shot seventy four from where I was fucking hitting it. Dude, it was place... un- I was getting up forty yard bunker shots around trees. Bogey, say bogey. I mean, just crazy. First two years I played there, I finished like fifty second and then missed the cut. And I was like, I was headed down. It's there. too much fun down there too. No, well, the place is amazing, and I'm like, yeah. You know, I was going down there, and I was like, this. You know, on paper, it's not the best golf course for me. It was narrow as hell. It's yeah, different like, than the time of your y'all. So you should have played it in February when the ball would bounce forty bouncy, yards. Bouncy. Dude, it, it was, was narrow and blowing like a mother. Yeah, I mean, and so I went down there with like low expectations, but I just kind of chipped it around the place. And That's what you should do. I mean, guy yeah. like you, you probably yeah. don't need dog that many unless no. you want it. No, and then you just you just because the greens are so soft, like I just hit just plus, plus one irons oh, the whole week. Like, is it sixteen the par three by with a beach? Fifteen. People, all the, is fifteen. Fifteen, where all the people come over and stuff. That's I mean, old. that wind was off the ocean, blowing twenty five, probably something yeah. like that. And I mean, I'm. I wasn't fading it real. It's like I'm gonna seven iron over those fucking people and just let it. If, it if I if I fade it, it's literally in the ocean. You and can't feel it on that tee either. It's it was yeah. just and it was coming in sideways. It'd land on and I mean it was a different and the size. Animal. Your gallery, I mean all, dude, those all people. the people, all the bunnies, dude. The bunnies yeah, coming. Where out. where in the people do I start? <laughs> yeah. I saw the group before me. They About had nobody. Tenth, tenth guy deep in the, 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 the kids kid showed I up. The one guy. I just say the kids showed up. There's a few more bunnies in the gallery all of a sudden. Now they're bunnies. Very interested in the kid making bogue on that hole. You you mentioned you got to play with John Rom final round at Travelers. Is there a guy like you've played with early in your career so far that you're just like blown away? Like shit, man, this guy. He. I got. I got. I got some work to do to get to that. Yeah, I I think like like I said like I think the ones that stick out are the guys who have won majors and the guys who have um you know major champions really like Patrick Reed and Jason Day are two guys I've played with um I played with Jason at Pebble and Patrick when he won at Torrey um we played in the final group on Saturday and um it was actually the day Patrick that that drop issue at Torrey oh you let uh, him get away with that huh it wasn't my Jesus. fault you little pushover get in there it wasn't my fault. let's just shit. talk about this for a while it my fault. um but he like Patrick Patrick's like competitive character in his short game was really really impressive like the guy i mean was you could just tell there's a different level of competition like every shot and i think that's something like you know you always try to learn from people and his short game like he would he would miss hit shots but he was always on the right side and then when he would chip it up people you can say whatever you want you can like patrick reed you can not like him his short game is a freaking joke it's unbelievable like him and jordan spieth it is just it's it's another level sickening the hands yeah i would those are the two people that i would say like I haven't, you know, I've only played with Rom. I haven't played with, like, Afina or, you know, other major. Like, I haven't played with DJ or Kepka or Spieth or Rory or JT. I haven't played with any of those guys. Um, But, uh, I mean, Patrick Reed and Jason Day are the two guys that really stick out to me. Because Jason, same thing. Like, you know, he'd miss a shot and you would think, I mean, how the heck is he going to get this within 10 feet and then he'd hit some shot to this? And, I mean, you, that's just the level you got to be at. Mm-hmm. 
you're a young dude on the PGA Tour, but you're still learning. Like you're talking about playing with these guys and yeah. watching how they do it. Are you a guy that'll go ask for advice and like you play with a whoever name it, and you're like, yeah. man, hey, can you? Yeah, how do you do that, or what do you do to, you know, work yeah. on your short game? Are you a question asker? Yeah, I think it just depends on the person, right? Like I felt like Webb Simpson's been a guy that has been very approachable for me. Um, I've called him for advice just about how to handle different things, like mentally. You know, are you looking at golf terms? Like I called him. Um, kind of after my COVID because I was like, hey, how do you handle, like, you look at it as every day as individual or kind of, you know, the two-day, two-day mentality. And, and just asking guys questions like that I think have helped me. But, you know, I think it just depends on a lot of, like, approachability. If the guy is willing to kind of open the door for you and then if they are, then I'm 100% uh, willing to ask some questions. But at the end of the day, you got to make it your own. Webb is such a mean guy, too. I'm surprised he'd offer that up like that. Yeah, he's kind of a – Kind of a standoffish. Yeah. Type of you know dude. how you're talking about like bully. Steph is like annoying because he's so mm -hmm. like Webb is like. I mean, how how do you make? Like, he's so nice. He's the best. Nice. Got to be yeah, oh, that little nice. nicest guys on tour thing yeah. or whatever. He's good had. people like, to look up to. First off, that list we still need to. Who was the one that this. was ridiculous? Gary Woodland is number two. Oh, yeah. Like what? As, as are what? We, as the is, nicest. They rank the nicest guys on the. Dude, I don't know. Tour. There's bribes well. going on. And Gary paid somebody a lot. He was number two. I think Webb might have been one. I well, I mean, I gotta go back and look. at Chesson Hadley was like, lo like lower Pete, than he should have been. Gary, Chesson, was Gary was higher than Chesson, Chesson. and Peter Malinati. <laughs> like, yeah, there's I mean, payoffs. I don't know. Gary. Well, it's like, like the Academy, Academy Awards. Like, how bad you want to win this thing, dog? You know what I mean? What's it worth to you? But uh, do you have a like normal Tuesday game? Do you have a group you like to play with? Or yeah. Who's some of your guys you hang out with? Out yeah, there? I mean, on on Sea Island we have a lot of guys. Yeah. So um, I play a lot with Spencer Ralston. Um, John Augustine, Davis Thompson, Grayson Sig, Dalton Ward. I mean, there's a lot of guys on Sea Island. So it kind of just depends who's at home, who's wanting to play, whether you're playing at Fred or Okay, I got to ask you this because I've asked every Sea Island guy this. Confirm it. And the question and the answer is always the same. Favorite person out of all the Sea Island guys to take money off of? Um, I, I know the answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets. Is it your answer? I don't know. We're about to find out. Is it, is it Patton? Yep. Yeah, that's the answer. I know the answer. Why? Why? Why him? Why is he the best? I would say Patton. Does he take it the worst? Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. like he just like Patton. Like it's a great game every time you play with him, just because he he loves he loves the action and it's it's uh it's always fun. So I mean, I, Patton's definitely the probably the. Like you're gonna get emotional investment out of Patton, which is like yeah. I love playing with Patton. I love being on his team because it's uh it's fun. I don't I don't play with him a ton, but um, the pain, yeah. the pain helps. We've had so Harm we have to hand it over. Fred Harmon, uh, Harris Kiz. English. No, Kiz didn't play down there as much, but I thought it was, immediately like well, no, every dude we've ever had. Yeah, those guys will play a lot together, and I know that's the answer. But um, yeah, I play, I play with, I don't play with Patton a ton, but I I have experienced it. Before. You love so, the action too, though, huh? Yeah, I like the fire a bit. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I I like like when we're playing golf, I like to play for something because I think it's it's just good. Like anytime you can get yourself to feel uncomfortable on the golf course, it puts you in like a tournament, you know. Better feeling in the world: heater on the golf course, heater on the blackjack table. Um. Mainly because I don't know what the second one feels like very often. <laughs> I don't know. I've been driving. I heard uh, some stories. No. You might know at least for a minute. Yeah, like I said, you must talk to Decker. Um, but he, <laughs> you know, I don't reveal my sources. He, uh, no, yeah, we. But yes, they suck. but yes, it was him. <laughs> if your sources suck, we reveal them. John Augustine. Yeah, but um, no, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's fun as long as it's as long as it's you know in the right way. We're, we're you need to fun. link up with Hoagie. You ever have you ever fired with no Hoagie no anywhere? see see that he's a I don't, more of a I don't, dice guy you're yeah. more of a card guy it sounds like yeah. but y'all two should probably no uh, yeah. convene it's out of my out of my depth 
Out of your depth? Yeah. Hoagie? Yeah. Oh, I think he, he taught Spieth how to play craps. Yeah, I but I, I don't, like, I really don't, every time I walk out of it, I'm not, I don't enjoy it. Like, You're I, not up? No. That's why. <laughs> I've been up, trust me. I was, yeah. but, like, I, I don't, this last year, I really haven't, like, I haven't enjoyed it as much. And I, I mm. like, I'll, you know, when we're, if everybody's watching a game, I'll partake. But after that, I'm not, I'm not doing it by myself or anything. Just always gamble and drink responsibly, especially when you're always. drinking Always. Especially course, with doers. Do everything responsibly. Doers, you got to drink responsibly. Uh, yeah. Do everything responsibly but yeah. and do it hard. <laughs> like hard responsible. Yes. You know what I mean? You're a gin guy, right? You like a little, like to fold a few? Oh, gin? Yeah. Oh, Not okay. gin drinking. Yeah. Doers, obviously, Dude, you got, only drink doers. Your stories but, are so person specific. I know exactly who they come from. Well, I'm just, I'm just, that was just a generic question. This I, love, I love Jen. Jen's fun. I, uh, Good, I play with my assistant that. coach um, in college. We play in the hotel. Um, I've played on plane rides. Playing tournaments when you're out there? Are there enough yeah. guys that'll go yeah, to the Yeah, I mean, mainly, like, honestly, I played with my caddy. I, like, one of my best friends caddied for me for like three or four months last year, and we'd play almost every night. And um, it's, it's your just. Your caddy's a, good? Um, you should get Wyndham and John. Well, group yeah. game. My, well, my cat, my current caddy, we only played once, and I'm zero and one. But oh, um, okay. so, but my my buddy who was caddying for me three or four months, we would play all the time, and um, that'd be I'll yeah, give it's you fun. Some, I'll give you some good advice. You know, if you never want to have to pay for like your lodging the rest of the season, find Scott Harrington each week, play him and some gin. You'll the, be lair. the lair. You might get like tw- twenty two cards in and be like, oh. I have gin. After you gin, I'm like, oh shit, I have gin. <laughs> You'll never He's pay not- for a hotel I lost, again. I lost to my mom in gin yesterday. So I, Your I mean, mom plays a little? Yeah. So Maybe that's where you get God your bless her. Yeah, God I mean, bless her. It's just um, looking for a victory. We, we got to go back real quick to Vanderbilt. Right. Because I got to ask about what you majored in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Human yeah, yeah. and organizational development. Yeah. Yeah. So How do you develop organization? It's probably the second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's pro- it's legitimately me. probably like. Top three or four popularity-wise major at Vanderbilt. Yeah, Why hard to that? believe. Why is that? Because they got a lot of athletes. Yeah, well, we do have a lot of athletes, but it's a, it's a good major. It was a, um, it's a well-respected If you major, had to Cole. summarize what that major teaches in one sentence, how would you do it? I would say how to organize and optimize human talent and organizations and learn so how to... So just the name of the major? <laughs> <laughs> just with a couple other words with optimize in there? I figured if I threw in like yeah. the biggest word I knew, then we would, yeah, yeah, we would just be off to the races. Human organization no, but the nickname is... I told Colt this today. The nickname is uh, HOD, hand over the diploma. Yeah, every school's got one. But, but, communication. but I'm telling you, man, like people like... I've been... They haven't happened super often, but I've been in situations where people like... What'd you major in at Vanderbilt? I'm like HOD, and they're like, "Wow, that's a great major." And I'm like, "Well, oh, you must thank be you. really smart." Thank you. Yeah, Don't I talk am. to Colt, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I'd like talk to you after the round about yeah. uh, developing your organization yeah. a little bit and optimizing and yeah. o- obviously optimizing. Yeah. We had a uh, we had Gary Woodland on here, and he got a degree in f- philosophy, right? No, um, you know, sociology. Sociology, yeah, sociology. And I read off the three founding fathers of sociology. I said, "What do these names mean to you?" And he's like. Nothing. I have no idea. Yeah, they're probably all like, dead. Oh, they're the founding fathers of sociology. She goes, oh, God. Yeah, I majored in history. All right, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. What does it mean? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, Never heard of them. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like Hand over diploma. That's good. Yeah. yeah. H-O-D. I, like I, took, uh, I took a couple of sociology you. classes with John Augustine, actually. Oh. We took... He, he, the outdoorsman. He, he was an HOD in Audible. Yeah. In between hunting trips, you squeeze in a few classes. <laughs> between my outdoorsman hobbies. <laughs> yeah. uh, should we get to the E9? Let's do the E9. Okay, E9, here we go. Sleaze seems very excited. I'm interested. I'm an interested you know, guy. We got, he got a very his, interesting he's got dude here. He and, does. We'll see if you can guess who gave them to me. Yeah. Okay. We asked this to everyone, though. Okay. Um, you can be anyone. 
for a day, dead or alive, mm. who would it be? Anybody dead or alive, I mean, for a day, like, can I, yeah, I would say, I mean, Michael Jordan for a day, like yeah. in his prime, like in his prime would be unbelievable. Jordan, game six. Yeah, oh. like game six against the Jets. Don't be the flu game, though. No. That, that didn't look fun. You could optimize the shit out of Jordan. <laughs> With that talent? How it's already... You, every time I see Drew, I'm going to get optimized. optimized. It's always, he's already yeah. borderline, already all the way optimized. All you have to do is optimize him <laughs> a little bit more, dude, and develop the organization, and you'd be there. I'm going to add a... This is a bonus ball question. Colt and I have been having... And I think Gary got involved in this at your nuptials. Uh, new hypothetical oh, question. God, if you had so to lose dumb. one eye or one thumb, what would you pick? One eye. You never have the, that for we, the rest of your life. Can we first explain that he started this off by, would you rather be blind or yeah. lose both your thumbs? And he's convinced losing your thumbs would be worse than being blind. I'm going to go with one eye because it would help my outdoorsman hobbies. <laughs> you could still you only shoot with one a, eye. I might hit a duck. Yeah. Well, know. losing two eyes, being blind, like that's probably the worst thing you oh, could 100%. be. So I had to rein it in. But I'm telling you, dude. Tape your thumb down with some for an hour one time and tell me how you live. All right, you tough. do it for when a did, day. When have you done that? I've never have because I just know the value of a thumb, dude. I, I think don't want to go do it one day. It. One day? Yeah. Come in here. Oh, hey, look. Let me hold on. Oh, can't get it, dude. Hold on. Got to go over here. But guess what? Oh, look. One eye. Watch this. It's great. Easy. And wait till I come from over there I'm and telling you, dude, side you and knock your ass people out. People undervalue the thumb. I would say it's I, the most underrated thing in the world. The thumb. How often do you? It's think a lot about like that? me. Very underrated. This is you know this mean? is what goes on in that massive dome of his. <laughs> I got a bigger head than he does. I guarantee you. Let me see that Put hat. that hat on. Let Let's see, see that lid, dog. I'll be fucking impressed if this doesn't. If this is too big. Oh my god! Wow. It's like a glove. It's you. like a glove. Damn. Okay. Now you are smart as shit. H O D. H O D. Get it? Baby. Now probably Damn. That's, that's big. That's pushing eight. You're pushing eight. I think I'm over. Yeah. I don't. I haven't worn a fitted and. 22 years, but Do they don't make them the that big. Button? The second to last. Dude, the last one is embarrassing. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I can't wear You can't wear snapbacks because it's like I'm on the last <laughs> the one. Last one you, like if you walk outside with the last one, you're like, what mm. am I doing? Wear it backwards, dude. I look even Next better. Time, I went into, I, when we were down in Cabo, I walked in the shop and I went through. I did not buy a hat because the only way it fit was the last button. Yeah. By the way. That's why you can't wear uh, them, dude. Yeah. Puka now makes fitted double yeah. XLs. Dude, Puka's. You, the they problem have, is you can't buy a. Uh, those are puka boxers. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, those are coming. We'll, we'll, you can't we'll buy up. a puka hat unless you have your own. I looked it up. Like unless it's like your own logo, right? Or like if you. I don't know. I just know Wishbrock. They have double XL. I know, but now. you can't like unless you, like you can't go online to puka.com and like buy a puka hat. It has to have like a logo. Oh on really? Because that's what I looked it up. Because I was like, this is the best fitting hat. They I mean, understand. Other the than Travis Matthew. The plight of fat-headed man. Josh Matthew, nice clothing. Yeah. That's so good. That's, that's good. But you're on, what, second to last? Second to last. Second to last you can get away with. Yeah. You don't look like Travis Matthews. the last one. Just hang out for dear yeah. life. All right. So you also said one thumb you would lose, for the record. No, I. Oh, you'd lose an eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? I'd be the eye patch Obviously, guy. the guy with a huge brain. Like says I said, you totally changed this before. Well, yeah. The other blind way, or no one would say I'll be blind. You have to make it. But the one eye thing, too, is like, I feel like you can do... Most yeah. things with you one can get eye. good yeah. at stuff. Yeah, with one eye, like with a thumb. What? Oh, hey, go hit a golf ball. I just chopped off your left thumb. Not happening. You're not hit swinging at 128. Guarantee that. Guaranteed. You could get binoculars half off as well. That's true, dude. You only Jesus. get. You only get. You only need one of those one old. Uh, you don't need sunglasses. You just need that one little thing, whatever that's called. Trying to save money. Like all the here, old, uh, like Ben Franklin used to wear, or whatever. All right, now that we're getting to the hard hitting <laughs> questions, uh, best thing to put in your body after a morning workout: protein shake or carrot cake muffin. Uh, protein shake. 
Oh, that's interesting because I was been informed by reliable sources that after every morning work, <laughs> you forgot about this, dude. Yeah, I did until you just told me. Yeah, yeah. You gotta eat carrot cake after your workout. No, man, it's, it's no, not. It's, it's not like that. Yeah, well, don't like get mad at me. Sounds, I have nothing to do we're with just this. The, we're just the vehicles. We're the vessels God for this. God bless America. I, uh, Carrot cake after the workout, huh? No, it wasn't after. So, Both before? Well, your man didn't run very much in high school. So when I got to school, I heard about that. it was it was dark for a couple months. And so as a 19-year-old, like, okay, how do I create, like, a reward for myself? So if I didn't, like, if I didn't get absolutely lapped into running, you know, that night at the mini mart, Grab a little carrot cake thing and be like the mini mart. <laughs> Good work, Gordon. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Hey, buddy, another yeah. one down. Yeah, another one down. Yeah, let's wipe out all yeah. the progress and go back to zero <laughs> for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I love but, it. Uh, I got yeah, I got I get roasted for that one. Yeah, carrot cake. Yeah, post workout. Yeah. I don't I don't see any flaws in it. No, nope. this but, isn't one look of my how questions. Strong you are. With both thumbs. Look at you. Yeah. yeah, easy to eat. Easy to try open. getting that fork like this. Yeah, can't. This isn't one of my questions, but I just want to ask it. At the end of the day, who's going to go down in Vanderbilt golf history as the better Gordon, Will Gordon or Gordon Sargent? You know, I um, this would be a battle. I mean, I'm going to be real honest with you. He's got one year under his belt, and he's won a national championship, and he's a first team All American. I did the set ladder part. I did not do the first part, and he's. I don't. You know, who knows how long he's going to be there? But I'm going to go with the younger. He is good. He's very good, and. I played with him, so my aunt and uncle are friends with his parents. And when I was like 15 or 16, maybe I was just at Vanderbilt, they asked me, they're like, you mind going playing golf with this like 12, 13-year-old? I was like, yeah. Show sure. the kid around. Yeah, show the kid around, yeah. yeah. And then gets out there, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. And then, you know, my junior, senior year at Vanderbilt, coach is like, yeah, we're recruiting this kid, Gordon Sargent. I'm like, yeah, I played with him. You should. I'm like, he's, he's pretty solid. And then he showed up, and I was like, oh, he's about two feet taller than he was last time, and he hits it. 190 something yeah I told, speed. I told Cole I saw this on your guys uh, your guys deal Gordon one day I had heard about how hard he was hitting it so I sent him a picture of like one of my ball speeds and I was like who's your daddy just joking with him you know what I mean and I knew there was a very good chance he would send something back that's faster about five minutes later he sends something back it was like 131 194 and I was just like Try, yeah, try it when you're my age, kid. Go do yeah. your homework. Yeah. Dad, daddy's home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was, go to your room. Yeah, he, he was like, uh, "It's a joke, dude." He hits it so. I mean, he's and he's just like, I mean, good family, good player. Like, yeah, we awesome. had him on. He's the just, nicest dude of all. He's he got, does owe us some drop score interviews. Those are great. They keep Have winning. I think they no. win all the shit. So, so never in high school, scores. I guess you know, five guys, four scores count. Yeah. So whoever got thrown out had to do an interview afterwards about why their dropped? score. No, no, no. Just no, they, that they was like the their running thing, which and is I was a like, great this idea. This is great. This should be like around all colleges. Like yeah. if your score gets I've thrown out. I've never heard that before. Yeah, drop score interviews. I think it's. I think it'd be a great little show. Talked to him a while back, and he's. Like, I think he was still like running it by the coach. The coach doesn't want to embarrass the kid, you know, half to death for. That's pretty funny. Getting though. dropped. Play like, better. It's a great, exactly. There's one easy, yeah. easy, easy fix to Problem that. Problem you run into is like if somebody's getting dropped the whole year. Every time. Like, I mean, like. Here's Jimmy again. <laughs> that was about the 80 piece. Jimmy, how, how's your last 24 hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your guys at home must really suck. <laughs> we've interviewed you seven rounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so that was a bonus one. My next one, because I know you have an opinion on this, and I know this is going to air after the game, so we're just going to see how good you are, but. My man over here, Fiesta Bowl, Michigan, TCU. Yeah. yeah. Give me a little prediction. Say the right thing. I, so my sister went to TCU. We just talked about this. Smart. You know, I got like, you know, I got a soft spot for TCU, but I'm also a Harbaugh guy. I'm, I like Ooh. that guy. I'm not for no particular reason other than I like him. I think Michigan is 
gonna pound them. Mm. Pound? Oh, All right. Boy. Define pound, and we can. We can. I know we were just talking about you liking to fire. Define ten, pound. ten points. I'll take ten, 10 all day bet right now. So you we see, I using my thumb. That's a solid grip, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, see, done work. Another thing. So our serious XM show, our producer Mike McCann's a Michigan guy. Yeah. And they have this little bet. So if Michigan wins, oh, yeah. Sleaze has to do an episode of Subpar dressed as Jim Harbaugh. So well, we're talking Dickies, khakis, khakis, which glasses, is bullshit because he doesn't have any skin in the game. And our, it's our producer from hey, our other show. So I saw him. But it's great. It's and I have to donate bet. to their NIL fund. Yes. We were, which I'm going to say, go get the shittiest <laughs> bastard you could. Go get you a kicker that can't. Kid. Well, we were in the uh, Augustine and I were having lunch in some airport. It was right as the PGA was going on. It was the the last round Tiger um, withdrew, mm-hmm. and in that restaurant airport, Jim Harbaugh walks in, and I, he was wearing like green sweatpants, like an like an uh, I can't even remember Not what the t shirt, but the t shirt was like totally unrelated to Jim Harbaugh in a PXG fanny pack, and I was just Sick. and just like glasses, like no hat, like no trying to hide who he is and i was just like what is jim Harbaugh? you're wearing a he's a fan we're not losing the dudes that wear a fanny pack pack hey just a little side note fun trivia uh jim harbaugh zero and two against the Prox. really when he's at stanford getting bodied next question submitted via big fan of yours are you the slowest slowest stadium runner in the history of vanderbilt no absolutely not who's slower I don't know, but somebody. Somebody. I have it on good authority that you. No, I'm. Were I not really fast. don't. I. You're I, a good athlete. I'm surprised why he's such a. I took slow pride. Runner. I took pride. No, I like. I'm f- way faster than I, I I am now than I was then, and I, I don't know why that. It, I I like. It's still a chip on my shoulder. Like I go to the treadmill and I'm like, you know what? We're we're gonna, we're gonna work dial it. this up to five. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get out of a walking. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I was consistently in the bottom four or five on our team, three, four. But, like, I don't – I took pride in not coming in last. And when you're – Maybe I did. So I probably When you're last, SEC player of the guy. year, guess what? You'd be like, last again. What are you going to do, bench me? Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Good news is running Go doesn't get him. matter in golf. No. 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 Very rarely. Our, unless the guy, you're, the unless guy you're chasing su- daylight. The guy who's submitting that question. Who do you think that was? Carson Jacobs. No? Shit. Well, I got two sources. That's one of them. Yeah. Well, Carson would the way the, the way I know Tim is he would encourage me as he was running like on sprints he would be running back and I'd be running forward and he'd be like come on Gordon you got this and he's like you know chilling yeah and I'm like dude I can't breathe and that's surprising I wouldn't have picked you as the slowest dude I'm, yeah but I, I think like you me? know you yeah. and if I, I went mean, that would make sense if I went back to Vanderbilt's team now I think I would be in the, the top dominate. half. Like we had some really fast guys. Like we had, a, <laughs> we had a really, some really, fast really fast, fast golf team. We did. Never now. heard that before. We're we're better at golf now than we were when I was there. But like I had, there was a couple guys that Carson. There's no way he could say that I didn't beat every time. Okay, just our coach. Was, Maybe he just said you never won. Yeah, our coach was mad at us once because we played bad. And so he said, we're going to go. Everyone's going to run a mile, and that time's going to count towards qualifying. Oh, and I was like, so cool. You don't want me to go to the next tournament? He goes, everyone but Colt, their time counts towards qualifying. Colt does it. I was like, perfect. So, we're good. So, one, we got back from one tournament, and we had missed. Like, we lost to Florida by one in a tournament. And Limbaugh was just so mad because it was because of our putting inside 10 feet or whatever you want to call it. So, he, we have a bad putting practice. He throws a ball down. He's like, every putt you miss from right here, it's a mile, and I'm running with you. Well, like oh. – like eight guys go and like six or seven miss. Oh God! And he's like, "All right, well, we're <laughs> dropping the ball again 
pick two people and if they make it we're subtracting a mile <laughs> and uh but we we ran five miles on a track indoor with no music i care we had to carry it like there was like four of us Ugh. speaking of my major we had to carry a sheet of paper and like check off every time we ran around the track because you're out there for like i mean it was 30 laps or something like that gross yeah that's no thanks that's a lot no uh did you ask that or did i or what you are we did. on it's my turn um so Back to this outdoorsman thing. So, like, you went hiking. Like, was there camping involved? Uh, yeah, I've been camping, but not like that. I mean, it depends on what time. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I've been camping. Flip-flop. I've been camping, but no. Well, my question was going to be. Fire? Hell my, no. My question was going to be, like, which PGA Tour player would struggle with, like, the, the outdoorsman life that you, <laughs> that you have? Oh, I got an answer. I can, I can feel pretty confident most PGA Tour players would be okay with my outdoorsman okay. life because it's not very outdoorsman. Like, when we went, I went on a trip with two buddies from college and we went in an rv and it's not, i mean oh so you're inside yeah it's great we got locked out who would have been your answer yeah. he lives right next to you plays the same spot can you think of it keith mitchell yeah there it is <laughs> i'm pretty good at this wow game. you're Boosh, really sharp bougie yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. bougie show up in the gucci loafers all right where are we <laughs> no dog you need you need I, uh, boots yeah. i don't know who i would pick um it'd have to be like a maybe like a california guy i don't know yeah there's some softies out here out yeah. west maybe bo hostler Oh, the cat man, <laughs> big bow. Show up in that suede though. Gonna Maybe be the bow show. Days. That's an that's an unwarranted shot at bow. The show. We love bow here. I, I like love bow too. Like bow. We're a pro bow podcast. I'm pro bow, of course. Um, here's another one. Ever uh, flown on Jet Blue? Yeah. You like it? That's playing gin right you there. Like it? Is <laughs> it a good airline? Yeah. No, you? Jet Blue was fun. Yeah, it was it was fun when you pay for somebody else's flight and then they absolutely rake it from you and jen no that's a fun experience is that your only flight on jet blue because of that um it might be superstitious but, yeah, yeah but, he got bodied in jen yeah bodied. By, bodied by his caddy quit you tell it yeah we were on the so like the final round of like second stage last year or something like got rain delayed and so i had to buy a new flight for both of us to nashville because it was homecoming weekend and we went back and we played jen you, know, you ever seen those like telephone booth fights like, I thought that's what was going to happen. On, on like, I was in the window. He was in the middle seat. And, like, after 25 minutes, like, there was just no talking for the rest of the, the flight. Heard it got real. Yeah, you know, it got real. Like, there was – but, I mean, yeah. we, Yeah, it, there was some hostility. A couple on. competitors. Just, you know what I mean? Just competing. Going toe-to-toe. <laughs> just competing. Mutual respect, but yeah. also some hatred. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how it goes. You're just competing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Heard there was almost – Blows being thrown on. That's what I'm Jet saying. Blue. Like, you, you ever might seen... be on the red flag list at Jet Blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike Tyson beat the shit out of a guy. Will Gordon yeah. beat us a caddy. <laughs> Will Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need a different airline, yeah. dog. All right. Next one. Um, you're a big Carolina Panther guy. Yeah. Okay. Better fashion sense. Cam Newton oh, or Rory Sabatini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. I mean, I'm so. I'm yeah. I'm Cam Newton. <laughs> awesome. I mean, he's. There's no one yeah. like it. No. I mean, but Cam, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the guy pulled it off for while well, he was MVP. Well, I mean, and then whatever he, he wanted. I think he pulled yeah. it off to the to the extent you can pull off yeah. the weird shit he yeah. was wearing. It's but, like, like, after he – it's like with anything, after he was not good, like, people are like, what are you doing? It's like Willy Wonka yeah. meets freaking Elton John. I mean, it's just – like, his daughter went into a Halloween store and was like, here, wear this. Yeah. Just throw it on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – You're I mean, a big Cam guy, though, huh? I, yeah, I was huge when he – but I just ride – like, I was a huge Baker guy for the six weeks he played for the Panthers. Like Big Derek I, Anderson guy? Yeah, we just we talked about Derek about him up there. Yeah, I mean – Got to be DA guy. DA built Cam. Basically. No, he he pretty much did. I mean, he yeah. was that guy. He he had a 
Cam would get like he he played well those years we made the playoffs and Cam Cam would get hurt too. Yeah, he was too. ready, dude. By the way, spit out the chew and running the game, handed off a few times, mm-hmm. trot back out. Love Ron Rivera. Oh, dude, awesome Riverboat, Riverboat Ron, man. I know he's with the Commanders now, which I don't like, but I love him. Da had me out to practice one day, and I got to meet Coach. What a cool dude he uh, is. I've never huge met fan. him, but I've never heard one bad thing yeah, about him. Yeah, huge fan of that guy. And he beat cancer. Love yeah. that guy. All those so, dudes that played for him, they all seem to yeah. like him. He seems great. Like yeah. he's done. I, I like watching. Like he's just a, a hard nosed football mm-hmm. coach. I think he's cool. Panthers bring in Cutler. <laughs> Get him out of reality TV. Dragging back out there. I don't, I don't. That's another Vanderbilt guy right that's there. That's why I'm, that's yeah. I'm asking. No, I, 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 I have. You, no, he uses a Carolina Panther ball marker too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I got, so this year I was like, I, I got like a Panthers um, poker chip and a Vanderbilt poker chip, and I was like, you know, Thursday, Friday, I'll use my Panther. I've never, I'm not much of like a superstitious person, but I was like, Thursday, Friday, I'm gonna use Panthers. Saturday, I'll use Vanderbilt. Sunday, I'll use the Panthers. That makes sense. And like, I was like, game days, etc. Yeah. I mean, every Saturday with that Vanderbilt marker, I mean, I just didn't play good. Seventy five. I mean, like yeah. even par one over two over. I'm like, you're out halfway through the fall. I was like Panthers every day. I don't know why that makes sense. Cause you got like Panthers. a Vanderbilt baseball. Chip. <laughs> yeah. Like Maybe it had to be that, very it can't be football. Vanderbilt right? men's golf. Yeah. Poker men's chip. golf. Baseball. Gordon Sargent's face. Some it. other shit. Women's you guys tennis. Are good at. <laughs> yeah. Women's bowling. Something yeah, like that. One of the other things yeah. y'all dominate, but it ain't, yeah. bad. It ain't football. We're coming. Hey, we're coming on the come up in football now. Are you? When's yeah. that start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me when it Wait, starts. We happening? won two SEC games this That's year. That's monster. That's yeah. the come up. Well, yeah. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. You're not going down. Just get on board before the train gets rolling. Okay. I almost went to Vanderbilt, by the way. They didn't let you in? Uh, I couldn't make it through that HOD. <laughs> I couldn't organize development enough or develop organization enough. And they said, couldn't hit optimize. the road, kid. Optimize. Not optimize. Yeah. No, that's forget- not the name of the major. No, but you got to optimize. Well, that's what I was good. I was trying to do it. And I, forgetting and I his- bounced. All right, last one from me. True or false question. Were you extra nervous at Q School in Savannah, Georgia, because you thought you might see El Chapo in the gallery? His sources are so obvious. So this is actually this is this is actually great. This, this is actually great. So my buddy, he was like, he texted one of my other buddies. He's like, how many like random trivia facts do you think I can get Will to believe about Savannah, Georgia that just factually aren't true? <laughs> and so great. so like for like five days, he would be like. Did you know the biggest alligator farm in the world is in Savannah, Georgia? And I'd be like, really? He'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, okay. And then he you know, just like ab- absurd things. He told me that El Chapo was on the run in Savannah. And I was just like, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Said he believed everything he everything. fed him, dude. The only one I caught him on after like four days, he'd said Nick Saban was born in Savannah. I was like, no, he wasn't. You knew that one? Yeah, I knew that one. But um, Where's Nick born? I have no idea. But Not Savannah. It wasn't Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> he didn't have that accent. No, yes. But that was brutal. Yeah, that was... I mean, he's got a list on his phone. I think it's yeah. like 27 things. He said 99% of the shit... He's like, I was just make. I was like, when will he finally call me out on yeah. some shit? He's like, Chapo, no problem. He's like, really, dude? Chapo hides out here? Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> Genius. You think he'll show up? You think he likes golf? Probably want to see me play. All. all right, last oh, one. God. Your life's on the line. Yeah. There's only one way to save it, okay? Mm. You, you get to pick. You have to make an eight-footer, mm-hmm. or Steph Curry shoots a three for you. Which one are you choosing? Mm. Is eight-footer straight uphill? It's going to break a little left or right. What kind of green? What kind I mean, of grass? Like Steph just, Perfect green. Steph, but listen, Steph Curry gets one shot. You get. I mean, is he guarded? Like, just, no. no wide NBA open. three? NBA three. You got an eight-footer, which is right around 50%. Well, we can make it seven and a half, so it's exactly 50-50. Do you want the ball in your hands, or do you want it in Steph's? I know. 
I mean, I want Steph to shoot open three. <laughs> open three, Steph is like seventy four percent. I mean, like you like you said just, you said I'm you said I'm fifty percent. Steph on an open three and like practice is like ninety two percent. Like yeah. Well, then you should take. Steph. I think that's the right answer. I'm trying to optimize my. I was about to, to say that shit paid off. Way to optimize. You're optimizing the talent yeah. right there. We've said and, that word way too many times. And you're a hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. I can't Willie. believe you don't want the ball in your hand. Thanks, guys. Dude, hey, that was a fun yeah. hey, we got to know who to get the rock to. <laughs> Will Gordon, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, that was Will Gordon joining us on Golf Subpar. Here's one thing: if your name involves Gordon, you should go to Vanderbilt. Good. It's going to lead to very good success in the game of golf. Good time right now to have the name Gordon. It's kind of like Cameron or Cam right now in the world of golf. There's a lot of those guys showing up. By the way, Gordon Sargent got a special invite to the Masters. Saw that. Saw that. That is going to be cool to see him going around Augusta think National. Think it's too long for him. I think he can handle it. I think he'll get it around all right. But what what a um, you know it's been a short career so far for Will Gordon, but really cool. I mean, grew up getting to play golf with Steph Curry. Yeah. Comes out the Travelers Championship with very little experience on the PGA Tour. Finishes third, and we asked him, you know, who who like impresses him the most? I guess when you're one of the longest guys out there, it's pretty hard to be impressed. But no surprise, he says Cam Champ. Yeah, I mean, that kid coming out. There's just so much more in that tank. It's disgusting. And when a guy like Will says that, who's one of the longest, I mean, he just is in awe of his length and his speed. You're like, yeah, that's a little bit different. Also, good to good to uh, firm up the fact that he is a big outdoorsman. Huge a lot of people see. I was like, you don't even know the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a big outdoorsman. He likes hunting and fishing and all the stuff. Sleeps like, in tents no, all the doesn't, time. Apparently doesn't do any of that stuff. So, good call. Get to know your Thanks friends. Thanks a lot, John Augustine. Yeah, Wyndham, Nitwit. All right, well, let's get to some picks this Can week. Can I say this about Will Gordon, too? He came on here. He picked Michigan. We had a little friendly bet. Friendly hundo, I think, is what we had. Totally forgot about it. I had so many people betting Michigan against me. You should write that I forgot. Down. He texted me. He was like, hey, dude, I owe you 100. Venmoed it over. That's it's a man of his word. Nice, honest man. I would have just totally let it skate. Forgot all about it. This is why you write these things down, Sleaze. Yeah, but what if we lost? Calendar. Then I would have been like, they got to they gotta come find me. you throw the piece of paper. And they got to come find me. But I don't even remember doing that. All right, well, we're on to the Sony Open. Second week in Hawaii over at Honolulu. Really fun golf course. Short, pretty narrow fairway. Some of the hardest fairways to hit on the PGA Tour, but it doesn't really matter here. This is one of those golf courses where anyone can win. We've seen guys from Jimmy Walker, Justin Thomas, to guys like Corey Pavin, Fred Funk. I mean, any type of game wins here. Yeah. It is it is Hideki, a blast. Yeah. Very laid back, relaxed week. Hideki hit one of the best three woods ever right last year sun. in the playoff, right into the sun. That's the only thing I didn't like about that place was finishing into the sun. Yeah, tough. That's all. That's why you easy finish. to come out of that and leave it out right. That's why you finish on nine on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Then you don't have to worry yeah, about the sun. You never have to worry about that sun. But actually, how about this? Tom Kim is your favorite this week, which, I mean, he's I mean, playing great. He finished fifth last week. He played great in the fall. He is one of the most popular guys in the game of golf right now. He's got the swoosh head to toe now. But everyone's raving about him. Everyone loves him. He's babysitting for Jordan mm -hmm. now. You know, he's got a little side hustle, which is nice. Ten bucks an hour, probably. Yeah, that's a good gig for him. Make a but little extra coin. I will say this. Before I got here, I was thinking, I was like, you know who I, I, I like? It's not going out on a limb, but I was like, I like Tom Kim this week. Now I look at the odds. He's the favorite. I'm like, damn it. There you go. Didn't so, take long for him to become a betting fave. All right, here we go. I'm going to go with the guy who's kind of all over the place last week. Had some good. Had some bad. But hung in there. Uh, I'm going Jordan Spieth, 15 to 1. Okay. There you go. Jordan Spieth. Got to get over those short putts, though, Jordan. I never know what to think. I'd rather see him over an 18-footer than, than a four-footer. Yeah. It feels like. It's strange, but. I believe I heard. I still like him with the wand, He missed or not. the most putts inside of three feet on the PGA Tour last year, nine. And when you ask people, like, who's the best putter in the world, it's like, oh, Jordan. Jordan comes up all the time. Yeah, but the short he ones are the ones you don't expect and then misses some of the yeah. ones you'd think are just layups. 
So I'm going Jordan Spieth, 15 to one, just because of the odds. All right, I like you. I like what you're thinking here. I like guys that played the week before. They got a little bit of a head start. Find out a little. Most guys have taken a little breather heading into this week. These guys got to knock some rust off. I'm going with Brian Harmon, going off 26 to one. He's coming off a 16th at the Tournament of Champions, kind of middle of the pack. Nothing. Not great. the best Nothing golf course for him. Yeah, exactly. Not not the best golf course for him. Now he heads across to another island and a golf course that you would think would be better for him. But just Harmon's been going, man. Like he's been playing some. Really, really good golf, and the fact that he got to, like I said, knock the rust off for a week earlier. I'm going to go uh, Brian Harmon, 26-1. to All right, for my dark horse, I'm going with the best putter on the PGA Tour. This is a place where, you know, like I said, everybody misses fairways. It's hard to hit fairways. You just got to get it on the green. Give yourself a look. Nobody rolls it better. I think he's going to win at some point. He's going off at 50-1. to Danny McCarthy. Yeah, rolls the rock. Just hit the green. Um, he's having a hell of a... Kind of a come up right now, too, Danny McCarthy. I'm going to go with the guy that I just like his ball striking so much. Hard to hit fairways. You know, everyone's going to miss greens, things like that. But this guy's got about the most repeatable ball flight I've seen. The putter is a question, so he needs to get that going a little bit. But Emiliano Grillo, uh, plus 5,000 on the week. So that's also 50 to 1. That's a nice little hit on a hundo. Um, just love the way he hits the ball, dude. Good fairway. Like, Move it both ways if he needs to. He has that little fade over and over, but it's just auto. Watching him on the range, every time I see him, I'm like, why don't you win a lot more? I think it's just the putter, but if you're going to have a week. No, it's 100% the putter. <laughs> if you're going to have a week out there, these are small greens. If you hit greens, you got good looks at them. I'll go with Emiliano. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our golf picks. Let's go to some football. Uh, mine lost last week. I thought the Jags would run all over Tennessee. They ended up winning, but didn't cover. Sad face for me. But before I get to my pick, I got to talk about one of the worst beats I've ever seen or one of the greatest covers, if you were on the other side of it, in the talk history of sports. I know what it is. Miami, New York Jets, final game of the season. Miami's got to win to have a chance to get in the playoffs, which they ended up doing. Up 9-6. Zero time pretty much left on the clock. Jets got the ball. As the great Scott Van Pelt says, all of a sudden here comes the pitchy, pitchy woo-woo. They're throwing it all over the place. All of a sudden the thing goes all the way to the goal line, rolls out of the corner of the end zone, almost hits the pylon, goes right by it. See the ref put up the safety sign, but they did not put the points on the board. The line, three and a half. The Dolphins were favored by nine six. I know you're sharp with your math this morning. That's Damn. not a cover. Well, about 10 minutes later, all of a sudden, they did, I guess, I don't know if they reviewed it or what the deal, but it seemed like it took forever. Finally, they put the points on the board, 11-6, and the Dolphins with the easy cover. Easy. He's, there was some weird shit in the NFL this week. Packers game, the dude that just decides to run out there and catch the snap. Did you see that? No, he just went out and touched the ball. That's what I, that's what yeah, I mean. He went out there and like there. blocking this. He was just kind of looked down the down the line the of other scrimmage dude, and then just walked out there and was like grabbing the ball. I was like, what is hap what is going on here? I was heavy on that game too. I was like, you gotta figure it out. The bro. other guy pushed the training staff member. Yeah, they, exactly. Dude what comes out, pushes the training staff, tossed. I was like, what is going on? Then Aaron Rodgers needs a drive to score, win the game. Would have probably bet a decent amount that was gonna happen. Throws pick, game over. There's some weird stuff. By the way, after my last, uh, after my little last week of the year, um, the the area code up in Detroit, the three one three, saying that's the Lions' record every year. You think I'm gonna get any shit up there at the Rocket Mortgage this God, year? God, I was deep in my heart. Nine and eight for the Lions. Deep in my heart, I was going for the Lions. Seattle knocked them out earlier in the day. They had nothing to play for, and then they show up there and, and beat Green Bay. But they, that's what they had to play for. Just to Beating ruin Green, Green Bay. Bay's season. Yeah, and always. Dan Campbell, just a beast. Can you imagine that speech in the locker room? Man, with Dan Campbell. God, I'm tears just thinking about it. All right, well, let's give it a football pick because that's what we really know. Uh, listen, the Miami Dolphins, I don't even know who the hell their quarterback is. I don't think Tua's going to play. I think they have 
a very tall task ahead of them heading up to Buffalo, who's playing with, you know, obviously DeMar Hamlin is doing much better, but he is still, you know, in critical care. They're in the, in the hospital, so they're still playing with a heavy heart, in my opinion. I think they got they are on a mission this year. Ten and a half is a lot in a playoff game, but when you don't know who your quarterback's going to be for Miami, it's going to be freezing cold up there. Then boys down in Miami are soft. That's I'm a going tough the one Bills. if you're full strength, too, is operating yeah. at full capacity, all that. That was another one of the weird things. The opening kickoff, Bills take it back to the take house. To the it's house. just one of those things like sports, dude. Sports, yeah. weird stuff happens with that. That was a, that was a wild moment. All right, I'm going to stay. I'll stay in the NFL uh, as well here. Team well, I'm high on right now. You liked them last week. They didn't cover for you, but they're going. They're playing at home as a dog in the playoffs, and I think they're playing really well right now. I'm going Jags plus one and a half against the Chargers at home. Um, this is going to be a very interesting right game. Now. This is the closest game on the board this week in the NFL. They do have some juice. The Chargers, in my opinion, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Their coach, Brandon Staley. That's what they do, the Chargers. They just find But ways. they had nothing to play for on nothing. Sunday. And no, and they took and some they, beatings. Mike Williams and Joey Bosa both get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing, dude? Dude, Herbert was in there for forever. I was like, what are you doing? You're playing Denver. We yeah. got nothing. It means nothing. I get, like, if you don't play them and they show up to the playoffs and, they're, and they look bad, like, see, should have got them some reps. And if you play them but somebody gets hurt, like, see, you should have sat them. It's a no-win situation you for get these coaches. You get hurt, it's a big time problem. There's a certain few guys that be like, all right, dude, you ain't really going today. Or if you do, hey, Herbert, you're going to play, you're going to hand it off a bunch of times until we have to punt or we score, and then you're coming out. I was There's the same zero way. zero risk. I was the same way in the Cowboy take. game. I'm like, okay, Dak looks like shit. The Eagles are up 16 nothing. Like, maybe we just – Go ahead and rest him. Let's not get him hurt. I mean, Cooper Rush is a stud, but exactly. I would like to see Dak healthy going into the playoffs. Yeah, there's so. a lot. There's, I don't know what the right answer to that is, but when you got like your marquee players, I'd rather have them slightly rusty and healthy than not playing. All right. That's, well, that's just me. Here's hoping that when this comes out, the TCU Horn Frogs or the national championship. God, well, maybe if they God. are. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle you. We're taking also, the next the rest of the month off. Don't forget to go to golf.com slash the Larry. Make sure you sign up. February 6th, it's going to be one hell of a time. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Sub Bar.